0: Hey folks, welcome to episode 97 of the FLW Podcast. I'm Jody White. I'm in think I'm in Paris, Tennessee, or at least very close to Paris, Tennessee, right near the uh, Paris boat ramp, near the bridge. I'm joined by FLW Tour Pro, Andrew Upshaw.
1: Andrew, how's it going? It's going good, you know, glad to be here and uh, here at the Lou's uh, press event. And, uh, you know, we just got off the water today. It's been a long day of filming and uh, ready to kind of chill out for a little while.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm... I've been here for the Strike King uh, press conference press deal for uh, two days then lose for a day and then another half day with lose tomorrow and I'm I'm about I'm about tired out I'm ready to ready to call it but it's been really good it's been a lot of it's been a lot of work but like I've gotten a lot of stuff done and I've really enjoyed having time to kind of see people in a little bit more of an unstructured setting you know exactly yeah it's you're going out you're getting work done on the water. Trying to sell baits, trying to sell rods, trying to teach people how to you know fish certain techniques, stuff like that. But it's also good to sit down and have dinner with somebody and learn something you didn't know about them, and you know something that you wouldn't get out of an interview at a tournament where you say, "Hey, how did you catch them today?"
1: Exactly, and you know that's the big thing about about fishing. You know, full time. You know, we fish the FLW tour, and and you know all all we focus on for about six months out of the year is fishing a tournament. You know, and this is the part of our job that is sometimes overlooked by some and you know, this is our work aspect of our of our career and and uh, the thing about it is is it, to me it is one of the most fun times because you get to connect with the media, you get to talk about the products that you believe in, talk about the products that make you money every day. And and talk about those sponsors that not only support you but support bass fishing. And that's a huge thing in our in our industry is, is staying behind the companies that support our industry and uh you know being able to help them out is, is a huge deal and and although we are coming to the kind of the end of the season, I think we have the Railvac Championship coming up next and kind of the final hoorah of the year. Yep. I mean I'm ready for the year to end. I'm I'm ready for a, a break, but you know, as of right now this is a, a great time to lose press events, a great great opportunity to to reach out with the, the folks from F L W.
0: So for you, you've been for what, I- maybe two years now is it you've been sort of working both as a pro and also on the on the pr side of it working you know for a public relations company where you sort of represent other a variety of other companies you know like lose and Jean larue and uh, Rattletrap trap too i think right
1: I, I represent a lot of different companies you know I, I do i'm actually going in my third year of working okay see going yeah I've, I, I do both you know i work full-time as an flw tour pro you know at, at If that's what you want to call it, you know, I fish professionally and then, and all the time in between there, I do focus solely on my job. You know, I'm the, uh, I I carry a lot of titles, but best way to just name it is I'm the marketing, uh, like a marketing manager for a, a company called Dalham PR. And we represent companies like Luz, Jean LaRue, Bobby Garland, uh, Bill Lewis, Lures. There's a lot of companies that we represent in some form or fashion in the fishing industry. And, you know, so I no matter what, I'm always connected to the fishing industry. I, I, I work in it. I know all the pros, whether I know them as competitors or, you know, honestly, as going doing videos with them or our social media posts, whatever it may be. There's a lot of different things that I do with our. Pros and the companies that we represent. So, to be make it short, you know, I have a great job. I get to to work in the industry, and I, frankly, you know, I get to see all the new baits, new rods, new reels before everybody else does, and that's a pretty cool deal. You know, you fished a
0: bunch, uh, both professionally and in college, and in sort of the AAA level before you started working in PR and working actually in the industry. For you what would, what were some of the big things you learned when you went from uh, sort of a regular fisherman to also, you know, working directly for companies as a on the sort of non-fishing side of things or, you know, not the on the water side of things.
1: Well, you got to change your priorities. I mean, wh- when you're a fisherman and and that's your job is to be a fisherman and, and to go catch fish and cash checks or represent your sponsors, that's one thing, but in my shoes, my everyday life is okay, when I'm on the water or when there's certain opportunities where I'm representing myself, yes, I got to focus on what I do, my sponsors, and so on and so forth, but I have to almost have, I have to switch that off and start focusing on, on you know, representing and, and putting a lot of focus on our other pros for companies that I represent, so I have to push my competitors and make them bigger names and make them bigger household names and and help them on their sponsorship side, and they're my competitors. <laughs> so it, it's it's harder, you know, because I do a lot of the video edit. Actually, I do all the video editing for Losing and Jean LaRue. And so I get to go shoot a, a video of uh, Mark Rose, you know, a household name in FLW, and I get to give him publicity, which in turn possibly gets him more sponsor dollars or, you know, whatever it may be. So I'm helping... It's more of a, it really makes me sleep better at night because I feel like not only am I helping these companies, but I'm also helping my my competitors. And when you can help a competitor, somebody that day in and day out might take a $10,000 check away from you, you know, some people would say, man, I wouldn't do that. But at the end of the day, I love it. You know, I love being able to, to help my fellow pros and help my my friends i mean these guys are not only just my the guys i compete against they are my friends you know mark rose jason christie bill mcdonald you know i know these guys very well we talk all the time and and we do a lot of work together and that and that's what it's all about is helping each other making the industry strive together and working together on that so that's awesome
0: has there been a biggest surprise for you since you started working on both sides of the fence
1: yeah, you, I pretty much don't get to go fun fish anymore. <laughs> that That's kind of been eliminated. Uh, so that, that surprised me because, you know, when you grow up and like you were talking about earlier, you, you talked about fishing the AAA stuff like the BFLs and things like that. And I grew up fishing a tournament every weekend or two tournaments every weekend for the year. I mean, and every year for years. And now my focus has changed. And, and you can call it maturity, you can call it growing up, you can call it having a big boy job, whatever you want to call it. You know, I'd say I there's two things, two factors in my life that have, that have absolutely surprised me and been the best things that, that's ever happened. Number one, uh, getting married to my wife, Valerie, um, one of the best things that ever happened to me, and, and having our son, Kane. And, um, he's nine months old, and he's a ginormous baby and <laughs> I'm telling you right now he's absolutely changed my perspective on life I didn't know it was possible, you know I didn't know that you could look at a child and it truly changed the way you think, and it's no longer do I really give a crap about going and fun fishing. You know, the only time I'd want to go fun fishing is if I could take him, and and he's a little young right now, being nine months old. Just just a little bit. And you know, I I told my wife, you know, his birthday's on December twenty second, and you know, the, a few days before Christmas, I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna get him a fishing rod for his birthday, and she's like, you know, he might be a little young still, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's probably a good point, but. You know, I don't know. I'm just so excited about teaching him, you know, the aspects of fishing and, and understanding fishing and, and honestly just to try to correct all the mistakes that I made and, you know, <laughs> along the way. And, 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 you know, and that's if he even ever wants to go fishing. You know, at the end of the day, he'd do whatever he wants to do and I'll support him. So,
0: yeah. So, Jesse Schultz, you know, he's, he's about, he and Emily are about ready to have a kid like uh, yeah. any day. Uh, and I've I've told him every time. I tell you what, we are going to make that kid into the best pro ever. If they like to fish, we are going to do it right. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and I, yeah. I I could I can see that, and I can see why you know uh, why Scott Martin maybe is so successful, and why yeah. it might help to have a somebody who you know a, a father, or, you know, or a mother even who yeah. is into fishing and if you're going to try and be a pro fisherman when not that that's a recommended uh, job <laughs> even i mean you
1: you shouldn't really do this for money if you're doing it i mean that's not what it's about but you know you talk about that you know my wife is a big time fisherman too she loves the fish she loves the bow hunt more than anything but she loves the outdoors so I, I can promise you without a doubt in my mind that Kane will be raised in the outdoors and not in front of a TV playing a video game all the time
0: so jesse's about to have a kid if you had some advice to for him he probably won't even listen to this but he might yeah you never what, know what's what's your uh, what's your piece of advice you've learned in the first nine months here
1: uh well there's a lot of things i could say because number one i didn't even know how to change a diaper before uh i had Kane or before valerie had Kane, and um you know that was a hard one for me because i and now I'm a master at it. I might be the best diaper changer there is. I'm quick.
0: Okay, is this um, like a a competition? You know, I was talking we should do an an Andy Morgan Jason Christie bow shoot competition. Is this something you want to set up at some point in time? Here, I mean, I, I, I don't really want to film it. But that one. I yeah, mean. That,
1: that one that one's kind of weird. But like, I can tell you this: it, it's one of those things. If you're too slow, you get peed on, or <laughs> on. And and honestly, I don't know if you really want either one of those things. So I'm learning to be really fast so I can kind of miss those opportunities of getting those things happen to me. So, you know, you, you just learn over time that it's not, you, yeah, you just go fast on that kind of stuff. You don't really take your time. And, but the thing, if I really deep down, if I, I told Jesse one thing or anybody listening that has a, a child on the way, a first child, it's just, just enjoy it. You know, like you're not going to get any sleep. You need to accept that the first few months you might not get two hours at a time. But they're only little once. And I know that Valerie and I look back more than once and we're like, you know what, I wish we could take back some of those times where we were upset or, you know, sleep deprived and where we just didn't cherish the moment enough. And if I could give anybody advice on that is to just cherish it when they're young because they truly are only young once. And the older they get, the more ornery they get, the more teeth they get, you know, it just, they're just never, never a baby again. And so, just cherish it, it doesn't last long, you know, you will eventually start getting sleep and, uh, you know, that's, it, it is what it is, you know, it's, um, it's one of the things that my wife and I have had to work on and, and I, I know there's still moments we look at Kane and we're like, where did our baby go? And uh, I think it's just one of those things that all parents deal with. I, I honestly believe that. So,
0: all right, I'm going to go from something <laughs> uh, much, I guess, much more meaningful and deep to uh, just fishing. You you had a really pretty good season on tour, and you very nearly made the cup this year, if I remember correctly. Can you kind of take me through your season? It doesn't have to be blow by blow, but I guess what was that? what was your high point? What was your low point?
1: Well, I can go ahead and tell you my low point, and it has been for the last three seasons, is Florida. Period. Florida, for whatever reason, just just chews me up and spits me out. Uh, you know, and I, I can't... The thing is, is I've had some of my best practices in my entire life. I mean, the best days I've ever had fishing in my entire life during practice for these events, whether it's Okeechobee, Toho, wherever and it's you know i'm used to fishing shallow grass you know and and understanding how to flip and you know when to throw a chatterbait when to trap do those kind of things and and the thing is is i i feel like i'm always one step behind there or you know i figure out the right deal but it's at the wrong end of the lake or you know something like that however i'm going into this year a little bit different you know i've Florida has had my number in the past, but I, I've got a mindset this year. It's going to be a lot different than years past, and I'm really excited about approaching Florida this year. So, okay. But, you know, one I, I started out, though, this season really terrible. I fished five tournaments this year, and I didn't get a check. And I, and that's including some rail vacs and, and some other events. My first five events this year, I did not cash a check. And, you know, my wife and I looked at each other like, man, is this going to be one of those years where – are we gonna, you know, catch a fish? Like are we gonna cash a check? Like what are we gonna do? We start kind of freaking out and then the next five tournaments I cash checks. And you know, I where it all turned around I think actually was uh, I think it was Beaver Lake this year. Is where the everything turned around and you know, I went to Beaver and, and had a good solid finish. I think it was um 41st or something like that and then I turned around and got 11th at at Texoma and and it and everything just started rolling and I didn't miss a check the rest of the year and, and I think I missed the cup by 20, 20 points and you know I can look back at every tournament this year on a fish that I lost or you know a decision that I made too late and and maybe it was only 20 minutes late but just something I could have fine-tuned in my my stuff that I, I could have been better. You know, the the highest point that I had was Chickamauga. You know, I had a I didn't really have a very good practice at Chickamauga, but I adapted well to the tournament. I changed up during the tournament, and I was smart and and I, I think I had my best finish there of the year. So, you know, and, and that's what it's all about: is making adjustments on the fly and. And understanding that sometimes practice is going to be bad and you just got to make the best of what you got and move forward and not worry about it. All
0: right. Going back to Florida, I feel like it's it's something that takes a lot of guys a long time to figure out. I mean, it took Brent Ayler, Cody Meyer, Stetson, Blaylock a long time to figure out Florida. And those guys are the best of the best. Uh I know some guys have kind of had the shortcut to it, like Randy Haynes has gone down to Florida for like months at a time and fished a bunch, and he's kind of started to do really pretty well down there. Yeah. Um, Your mindset for figuring out Florida, does it involve just going down for a bunch, or are you just sort of feeling like maybe it's all clicking?
1: It's starting to all click. You know, I'm starting to understand, you know, last time that we were at Okeechobee, I I kind of got confused on the wind tide. You know, the wind blew extremely hard. A different direction in the tournament as it did in practice. Yep. And it moved the fish. And I just did not adapt. I didn't even know what to do. I mean, honestly, that was one of the only times in my career of fishing the FLW Tour where I honestly was like, I have no idea what to do right now. Like, I was completely puzzled. I didn't know could go right or left or what. And... and Because they were gone. I mean, all the fish that I was on just absolutely 100% disappeared. I I could go catch seven pounds with the best of them, but that was all I could catch. I mean, that was all I could do. And, you know, I lost one seven-pounder the last time we were at Okeechobee, the first, like, morning off of bed, and the rest of the tournament was terrible. But, like you said, I, I, I think I figured out a few things, and it's starting to click. Florida's starting to make more sense to me now. Better late than ever, they say. Um, you know, you take me to, uh, for whatever reason, and I honestly don't know why, but you take me to a tidal river like Potomac, James River, you know, some of these places. And I've never had experience on tidal rivers up until about two years ago. And I've had some of my best finishes in my career on tidal rivers. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but you take me to Florida and I stink. So, you know, it's just kind of... <laughs> there's certain times and, you know, certain places for certain people that just really click and some places that don't. I mean, just like you said, Ayler struggled, Stetson struggled. You know, those are phenomenal fishermen. they oh, yeah. household names. I mean, they're great, great fishermen. And, you know, to even – and it kind of brings you back to reality that sometimes it's just not your lake or not your tournament. But, you know, my dad told me that, you know, after – after uh toho this year because i was like i hate florida like and i was so mad i was so mad i was like i don't ever want to go to florida again and he was like well you just can't keep crying about it you just can't get better there and you know and made me mad i was like screw you i don't want to hear that and uh dads can be good at that though they can give
0: you they can give you like the right amount of tough love sometimes and that can work out and
1: it it did It, it it put a little fire under my butt and i was like well you know what i need to stop feeling sorry for myself and I just got figured out. I mean, it's just another lake, you know. I I got a little spun out last year, year well, actually year before last now, at uh, Rayburn. You know, I was expected to do well. It's a home lake, you know, oh, one of yeah. my home lakes. You were
0: on a lot of fantasy teams there.
1: I was on a lot of fantasy teams there and let a lot of people down, but you know, I had one of once again probably the best practice I've ever had on Rayburn. I mean, it was one of those where I honestly believed that I could go out and catch. 22 to 24 day without question like it was pretty consistent and the wind changed and i didn't i knew what to do that was what drove me crazy i knew what to do but since they didn't do it in practice i was like no it's not going on and it was throwing a rattle trap and that is my bread and butter like i i promise you you go back home and you say hey who likes to throw a rattle trap the names come up as chris mccall dickie newberry and myself and, that's pretty pretty good company, by the yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's who throws a rattle trap, and and I didn't do it. I mean, it was just like one of those things, you know, one of the few mistakes in my career that I can go back and say, man, what the heck was I thinking? Like, I, I just went full goober. I don't, I don't know. I just don't know how anywhere else to put it. I I just made a really terrible call there, and, you know, I kind of got sour on Rayburn because I went there for that, and then I went to rail back there and did terrible and then the fall of last year, I ended up leading after the first day at Rayburn. So, I mean, it's it just, Rayburn is kind of one of those places, too. And I feel like Florida is going to be the same way. I'm either going to do really bad or I'm going to do really good. And I, and I have a feeling this year I'm going to do really good at Florida. So All
0: right. Well, I I like it. Andrew, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, it was a pleasure working with you in the boat today um, and out of the boat. I think, I think we're going to have some really good videos coming up. Uh, at FLWFishing.com and on YouTube uh, that'll probably probably help people catch some fish and definitely, I think, be enjoyable videos. We, we <laughs> had a good time. We were, we were rolling on that. Um, but, man, thanks for coming on. Before I let you go, uh, where can people follow more Andrew Upshaw? Where should they get after you?
1: Well, you can go check me out on Facebook. It's, um, it's Facebook.com slash A Upshaw Fishing, or uh, check me out on Instagram. It's Andrew Upshaw Fishing. Anywhere, I mean, you just social media has all of us connected. I mean, yeah. I, you know, we all have pages. We all have things like that. More than anything, just go follow FLW if you if you get the opportunity because you can follow all the great pros of FLW. And I'm telling you right now, we are a family, and we all cut up, and we we'll all have a good time. And if you just stay with us, you'll always see something funny or entertaining or, you know, more so than anything i do want to say a big thank you to jody and and nflw you know they don't get enough credit for what they do I, i can tell you right now i put jody through some um some quite humorous situations today on the water and uh you know it was uh you'll see in a few videos i imagine but uh it it was a great time and and what they do is phenomenal. You know, I had drones flying all over my head. I thought I was going to get a haircut a few times. So, you know, check them out, FLW. You know, if you get a chance, come follow me. And, um, you know, I always have tips on how to do anything. I mean, whether it's throwing a rattle trap, um, trimming a jig skirt, whatever it may be. If you have any questions, feel free to ask them on my Facebook page or on Instagram. And uh, I'll try to answer them the best I can.
0: All right. Well, usually I plug... A you know flw social media flwfishing.com but i'm not gonna do that right now because andrew you just did it for me thanks for coming on it's been a pleasure and you know
1: good luck you're fishing the rayback championship right i am i'm excited about it it's ohio river man heck <laughs> yeah who doesn't want to go to the ohio river well you got the tennessee river and the cumberland
0: <laughs> river and i guess if you want maybe you could run in the mississippi so yeah you know, it's, there's a lot going on a lot of asian carp going on in
1: the water there so i uh, guess we could go film one of those cool asian asian carp videos I don't know. I'm I'm only doing that if I get to bring a helmet. No, you don't get to wear a helmet. You get a sword. I mean, like, what?
0: do I look coordinated enough to handle <laughs> no, a sword? Not at all. I mean, that's, that would
1: actually—that's very dangerous. If you do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, we're uh, we're not doing that. I don't think. But Andrew, thanks for coming on, and uh, good luck tomorrow. I hope uh, whoever you're working with, I hope it works out
1: great. Oh well, I think I have Niedermeyer tomorrow, so it'll be a good time. Oh baby.